Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. The Bravo Network announced this week that they will be hosting the first ever BravoCon. Lisa Vanderpump from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills faces backlash from the trans community after her disrespectful comment about Erica Girardi on this past week's episode of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Dorinda Medley from the Real Housewives of New York is getting her own radio show on Sirius XM. And we'll end the show discussing our favorite moments that aired on Bravo this week. I'll be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host Grant Rudder. He's the host of Grant's Rant's Hollywood Talk podcast, where he breaks down everything happening in Hollywood with hilarious, intelligent, and opinionated hot takes. Welcome! Hey, thank you, Megan. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm glad to have you here. Obviously, you're a huge Bravo head, so it's very important to me to have you on. So does your show talk about all of Hollywood? Like, how do you pick your, like, topics that you talk about? It's a real grab bag of things. So I like to say, like, it's like page six meets Bravo Daily Dish. So there's a good balance of stuff. I I only discuss what I'm interested in and and really what I can form an opinion about. Um, Sometimes it's the things that I don't enjoy and I can still rant about them and give reasons (laughs) why. But I definitely talk about Bravo, a lot of the housewives, things like that, that I know my audience wants to hear my take on. And then I'll mix it in with things going on in Hollywood. It can be from you know, trends going on, films that are doing poorly. It can be my thoughts on, you know, fall TV, uh, <laughs> what I think I'm going to watch on TV. Um, it, it's a lot, it's a mixed bag. But that's the thing. I feel like a lot of my listeners really kind of resonate with that. Like they like to see like what I'm going to talk about. So you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I love that. Like I felt a lot of FOMO when I wasn't able to talk about like the Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson stuff. I'm like, I just want to be on a podcast talking about that. I'm sick of Erica Girardi and everybody on Bravo. I just want to talk about these idiots. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Like I could not have a podcast and not discuss this Britney Spears free Britney movement. Like I'm following it so closely. I mean, to me, I I would, I love that I'm able to have my voice kind of in that arena because I feel so strongly about it. I know what you (laughs) mean. Oh, totally. All right. Well, to get to know you a little bit better, I'm going to ask you three questions. What is your favorite show on Bravo? My favorite show, uh, probably one that nobody like is going to agree with me or has thought of as a favorite, but The Real Housewives of Dallas. I think it's a, a very well-produced show. The women, we're heading into season four, so we'll see, but the women, um, they don't really self-produce. 
you know, they're, they're, they really do kind of like feel certain ways about each other. And they're definitely two different camps on that show. So it's kind of fun to watch half the cast be split into two and really kind of maneuver through these seasons. I love Leanne Locken. I think that the cast is accessible. They know that they're a smaller franchise. So they're, you know, small but mighty and trying to get the word out there. And, and I like a good underdog and I like Dallas. Me too. I love that you said that. What is your least favorite show on Bravo? Oh, my re- least favorite is a little show called The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, how can I put this? Uh, it did not it used to be my least favorite. In fact, it was my number one way back in the day. I mean, I, I talked about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills like in the early 2010s. I mean, I've, I've been following it for so long from when it started. Um I hold it to a very high standard. I'm very tough on the show because I know it could be great. And I think it's terrible. And I think this last, I think this season should be its last. And I think it should be canceled. Wow. That's, those are fighting words. Granted, I do believe with you. I do believe what you're saying. However, I feel like they just need like a cash shakeup. Like I feel like LWP's got to go. I also don't really need Kyle. I don't need Erica. Like I just, I feel like everybody's stale, but I kind of like Dorit. I feel like I'm the one person who like enjoys seeing her life i think she's like i just well, think the fake the accent thing. the fake money yeah. like everything is just is great well dorit is the only thing on that show that is really like how can i put this like the the real housewife <laughs> archetype like she's the one that's like she's living in the big house but can she afford it she's married to the to a big fat guy but you know he gives yeah. her everything she wants or does he like you know what i mean it's it's interesting because she kind of fits that mold of like why people find these housewives so polarizing and so interesting to watch. She's kind of the only one. I mean, you know, you could look at someone like Lisa Rinna. I get it. She definitely is a good time, but she's kind of the real deal. You know, we kind of like people you kind of have to squint and see it. I'm thinking of New York <laughs> housewives, you know? Um, yeah. I'm really upset with this season. I've been upset with the real housewives of Beverly Hills for like four years. And, you know, how much abuse can I take? I think <laughs> there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that um, needs to change beyond casting personally. So that's my take. Absolutely. And what is the Bravo star that you think should come back to a franchise? Well, if you want to save the show, and I know this has been said on your show, but you've got to bring back Brandy. I mean, you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. She's going to bring an audience with her. People are curious to see what she's going to say and do. Brandy Glanville, truly unfiltered and um, a wild card. I think that she is um, a perfect replacement for Lisa Vanderpump. If if one won't do the show, if the other one joins, then get rid of Lisa. We've seen her. Well, I'm not a fan of Lisa, but I'll keep it very polite right now. We've seen her story. <laughs> you don't have to keep anything polite on this show. <laughs> We've seen her story play out. I think she's a garbage person. And I think it's time to bring on Brandy in her place because, like, let's catch up with her. Let's see what's going on. Brandy's still in the press. She's still relevant. Mm-hmm. She's got young kids. I'm curious to know more. I've seen Lisa's story play out and we've we've seen the restaurants and we've seen the self-promotion and I'm ready for something new. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, well, she's going to be on soon enough, right? When is this? I feel like the season's dragging on. Like they really like showed the initial like promo for the season where it was like Brandy and Denise. Like it was like a huge thing in like the teaser and everybody was talking about it. And now it's been like, what, 15 episodes or something. And like, no Brandy, like, come on. They knew what they were doing when they were showing that footage. And the yeah, that upsets me. Potomac's been doing a little bit of the same as, as where they make these teases. And then the tease is like the final moment that we've already seen teased three times. 
times. So there's mm-hmm. nothing to go beyond. And like, it's a little misleading. Like, I, I agree with you. It's a little misleading. Um, you know, where is Brandy? The producers clearly, clearly know they need her. Um, she's even doing confessionals and she's not even on the show. So you know that they're like, you know, the, the, that's how you know the last part of this season is going to be desperate. Yeah. So, I mean, all right, let me know how it goes. <laughs> Are you watching it at all? Um, on and off. I did watch this week's episode of Camille's Wedding for you. Uh, so that way we <laughs> could engage on the show. Um, uh, yeah, the show should probably think about wrapping it up. I would agree. Well, let's just jump right into news. So Bravo fans around the world are shooketh because of the news that the Bravo Network announced this year that they will be hosting their first ever BravoCon, which is going to be the ultimate fan experience that will take place in New York City from November 15th through the 17th. And so they're announcing it as an interactive dream experience for fans featuring live performances, insider panels, unique activation, and VIP access to Bravo's biggest shows and bravo liberties so it's basically just a bravo convention like this is a dream come true i mean it's gonna be packed i can tell you right now I and mean, people will spend money to go to this and the fact that it's in new york is smart too um there are a lot of bravo liberties as you know in you know in and around the city so it makes a lot of sense i'm sure they'll be doing live shows there of watch what happens live um, Radio Andy can do a great tie-in. I talked about a little bit about this on AfterBuzz TV this week. I I was over on the New York panel and I said, you know, this is a great opportunity for them to have panels of ex Real Housewives. Kind of where are they now? Because these ladies, you know, oh, if you're not great idea, if you're not following them on Instagram, like you know, like. You know, like someone like Alexis Bellino, like I would actually like to hear from her. You know, she mm-hmm. went through the divorce. Like, I'm curious to know what's going on with her. I don't necessarily need to see her and watch what happens live. I don't need Oprah to go to her house and do a <laughs> special, you know, but like I'll sit after, if she's there with three other stray housewives and I'll sit and listen to kind of what's going on on a panel. I'm curious. Um, and that, in that respect, because you can pull from a ton of them. There have been well over 100 housewives at this point, And there are a lot of them out there that, you know, I think you could have them parade them around. I think they do it. I mean, what else are they doing? Well, yeah, exactly. I feel like they would be truly honored. And I mean, you know what? Bravo liberties are like not famous in like real life. However, like the way Bravo viewers look at them are like gods. Like you could be literally yeah. a no one. Like if I saw Lynn Curtin at like a Starbucks or something, like I'd cry, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, I think like any of the OC housewives, like there's so many of them, Peggy Tanos, another one. Yeah. I mean, if you go on her Instagram, she's like an influencer now and <laughs> she's still using the hashtag RHOC. I mean, she's oh married God. to that brand. <laughs> She'll go and sit in front of a panel for 45 minutes. Sure. Like Tammy Knickerbocker, like I want to see like her and the kids, like bring the daughters involved, like get everybody <laughs> from that like season one of OC, like that is like a prime prime cast. So yeah. supposedly they're gonna have idea. producers and executives idea. doing panels too, which is great because I love hearing any type of like behind the scenes reactions to any of these shows and having like I saw who was it? It was. At the Tribeca TV Festival last year, I saw Andy, and he was talking with the main producer. I think her name is Lisa Shannon, who's, like, the main producer of Real Housewives of New York. And the panel was, like, Dorinda, uh, Tinsley, and Sonia. And it just was so interesting having the producer there kind of even talk about, like, oh, you know, after season three, when things got really dark on New York, nope places in New York wanted to let us film there because they knew shit's going to go down. You know, it's not necessarily the best rep that they have at all times. Yeah. So it's just interesting kind of hearing like behind the scenes and I'm like a production nerd. Like I'm 
uh, like I work in production. So I like love hearing oh, stuff same. like that. Yeah, same. I mean, especially to hear from a casting director and oh, for them yeah. to take some questions. I mean, that's that's its own story. I mean, what people don't realize is a lot of these, all these housewives, they all are signed to producers. And some of these producers, like I know in New Jersey, like they're from like day one producers. So they're really tight. I mean, they're tight with their friends and families of these housewives. So, you know, there, there's a whole dynamic behind the scenes there of like, well, you know, you're going to look out for me. You're going to get me more airtime. I'm going to get that center diamond, you know, okay. things like that. So there's, there's definitely a whole different dynamic that no one's ever seen before and if they go there at this convention that that's as insider as it gets totally well i'm hoping like i think countess luann and james kennedy need to do some sort of like collaboration together for like the first night's like after party like there's always an after party after these types of things like i need lou singing on stage i need james kennedy djing and i just want to like mix and mingle with bravo celebrities like i think i'm going to pay lots of money for it like the tickets yeah. aren't on sale yet but like i have a feeling i have to like put money aside like i have to like put 20 dollars of my paycheck every week like <laughs> towards, just towards like a, a well fun. yeah i mean you're in new york so there's really you know it's like having a party next door and you're not invited <laughs> i mean you have to go i get well, it I, oh yeah i mean i had like seven people reach out to me being like oh my god we're going i'm like am i gonna be rolling with a group of like 40 girls like all my bravo yeah. lovers <laughs> which is like everyone in my life at this point, which thank God. But yeah. Andy Cohen responded to a tweet that Lisa Rinna said like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And he's like, yeah, you're actually teaching like an aerobics class. So surprise. So like, yeah. even that, I think it's like funny and fun that they're doing like all different types of events because obviously panels are interesting to me, but like doing more like light, like lighthearted and like fun type of things that's like kind of the spirit of bravo like you know it's not like this is fucking hbo or it's like very hard-hitting stuff or like you know serious dramas like no like yeah I it's see, all like, personality based yeah they just want to see the people exactly uh, well i can't wait are you gonna fly out to new york for it i don't know i don't know <laughs> if it's my thing i i, I mean i want to cover it but i i said this over on afterwards and i think it's true i mean you're a great example of this. We are, we're out here giving these shows free publicity. We know everything about Bravo. Um, we're hosting podcasts with our own following. I think people like you and me and other folks who talk about Bravo religiously should have, you know, an invitation to this or should be able to, you know, be on a panel, not be on a panel, but moderate or guest on something. I think podcasts should definitely be included um, at this event because that's who's listening. The people that are attending are diehards and they're the ones who are listening to shows like this totally and it's so interesting like i a few years ago i had like another podcast and it was just like a pop culture show and obviously we would like touch on bravo a little bit but it was hard because like my friends would randomly come on none of like my real personal friends actually like really watch bravo i had to like create like a new kind of like friend group and like a little squad of people who want to come on but like no one granted the show is terrible but no one was listening because it's like, you know, there's nothing to really like latch on to. And then when I started like really focusing on Bravo stuff, like it became so niche that so many people were listening because it's like you just find those people who are listening to Crappens, who are listening to your show, who are listening to, you know, Laura's show and, you know, so many of like the other Bravo shows. So it's been crazy to see. I'm like, wow, Bravo fans are crazy. And in this press release, I said it's like we're fortunate to have loyal fans that you don't really see outside of like the sports community, which is 
hilarious because Bravo is basically like my sports. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people will spend, it's like I said at the top of the conversation, I mean, people will spend money for this. Like they will definitely go. This is something, if they're getting access to all these people in one room, I mean, what more do you want? You know what I mean? Because I think everyone on Bravo, who everyone that watches Bravo, they're watching, I'd say probably about 50% of the programming. You know, they're yeah. either watching all the Real Housewives or they're watching, you know, the Shaw's on the side or they're Vanderpump rules crazy and they like, you know, that type of stuff, you know, so like people are definitely going to come to this because they're going to get a lot of bang for their buck because, you know, they want a lot of people watch a lot on Bravo and not, they're not going to come just to see Vicky Gonvalson. You know what I mean? <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> well, staying in New York, Countess Luann Dallas Epps from the Real Housewives of New York is actually back in police custody after her probation violation was, I guess, addressed at like a court level. So back on episode 48, we talked about how Lou had broken her sobriety by drinking, quote, two mimosas after a cabaret show in Chicago. But then this past Thursday, she was ordered back to jail by a judge in Palm Beach. Luckily, I mean, not luckily, but fortunately for her, she was released pretty soon after. Um, so, uh, God. So the judge reported that she wasn't taking her probation seriously. Obviously not. If you guys don't remember, she was arrested back in December 2017 for, uh, <laughs> for like battery trespassing, disorderly intoxication, and like a f aggressive behavior towards a cop. So yeah, she one shouldn't really be let down easy, but I guess she's saying now like, well, my cabaret show hasn't allowed me to like go to AA meetings, so sorry. It's like no, that's kind of in the rules of you know. Uh, right. What do you think was gonna happen? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're going to break the rules in front of a judge. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? You know, I had heard different things that, you know, she was sober for the moment, you know, that it was like just to kind of get through this. And then, you know, she's going to be the picture of sobriety. And then on the other end, once that, you know, all this was over and she was no longer, you know, being watched that, you know, she would just go back to her ways and that she was counting down. And these were things that I had heard. So I don't know what the truth is, but um, who knows? Uh, it's... You know, you don't fool around with when it comes to a judge. And mm -hmm. she definitely did. I think, you know, it doesn't take people to actually watch her that closely to see, like, you know, she's putting herself in front of, you know, bars all the time. She might just mm -hmm. be singing in front of them. But, you know, her ego's out of control, too, which, you know, I don't really care for that. So, you know, this is definitely going to be a humbling and embarrassing experience for her. But, you know, I mean, if she followed the rules, you know, she would have had to go through all this. You know, exactly. the judge is doing it for a laugh, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's because you deserve it, unfortunately. Um, so now her new probation rules. I like rules... Lou, and I, I want to be clear. I, I like her. <laughs> I don't dislike her, but I also feel like, you know, getting a slice of humble pie is important, too. So, you know. You are not wrong with that. Yeah, and I mean, this season she's been like, I've been going back and forth with how I feel about her, but I'm, I'm pretty much like, okay, Lou, you got to get over yourself. Like, you truly aren't Liza Minnelli. Like, you're not like Barbara Streisand. Like, you're just Lou. And this will, like, be over one day. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like she thinks like, oh, well, I'm a cabaret star forever now it's like girl yeah it's just... i think it says a lot about someone's insecurities like when you have like a spark of fame like that and clearly she's doing very well but for you to continue to not be humble and not be grounded because of that you know really speaks to your character i mean mm -hmm. you know especially of a woman of a certain age you, you think you'd know how you'd react to certain situations and you you know who you are you know but to get so carried away in your ego is you know come on now you know you can't be doing that 
seriously. So the new probation rules are the following. She has to have weekly phone counseling sessions with her therapist and monthly in-person sessions, which, okay, that's not hard. And you could do that on the road, Lou. She also has to be required to take this medication called Antibus, Antibus, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And I looked online, and so this is a drug that, quote unquote, supports the treatment of chronic alcoholism by producing a sensitivity to ethanol, which actually makes you have like an instant hangover immediately after consuming alcohol. So that seems to be forced to take drugs, to be forced to take medication. That's serious. I mean, really, though. That's really scary. And she also is required to have a sober lake breathalyzer monitor in her car at all times. So she can't get in the car without going into the breathalyzer. And this is like a really fancy breathalyzer where it like knows your fucking DNA or something. Like it could tell if it's not your mouth blowing into it. Wow. So I think this is too far. I mean, it is a little bit ridiculous. I, I know I, a minute ago I said, you know, if you break the rules, you pay the consequences. <laughs> but, you know, this is a little bit to, to be forced to take medication, mm-hmm. to be forced to do all this stuff. I mean, you know, I get it. I just think that, you know, she should, you know, what else are you going to get? I don't know what else you would do in this case. I'm not a judge. I've never been involved in any type of DUI cases. But this seems like they're really making a, a spectacle of her. But, you know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There must be a reason why, but I think they took it a little too far. Yeah, I mean, making anybody go on medication, like, what are the side effects of this? You know, it's not just going to be like, oh, well, yeah, maybe she'll eat something else and then get violently ill. Like, it just seems a little aggressive for someone who, like, doesn't really have any, like, past history with this. It's not like she has six DUIs or criminal history. Like, it just seems like, you know, she had a rough night, whatever we all do. But, you know, yeah. I have a little bit of advice for her. She needs some better (laughs) lawyers. I mean, really, though, her lawyers have done nothing for her in the time (laughs) that she's been going through this since, like you said, December of 2017. I mean, you know, she needs a better crowd of lawyers around her because, you know, it's it's turned into a mess. When you're forced to take type of medication, I mean, that's really, you know, too extreme. Where, where, Where are her? Where's her counsel? Yeah, or where is just, like, someone in her life who's like, hey, maybe you should go to AA. Like, maybe you should just do your probation. Like, I don't understand why she thought, like, she's excluded from this. And this probation ends in August of 2019, so she only has a few more months of it. So it's like, just suck it up and do it. And actually, you know what? Maybe going to AA would be good for you. Like, regardless of what, how you perceive your own alcoholism, because in the beginning, it did, she wasn't really framing herself as an alcoholic. This season, 
she's kind of talking about it more and more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like that is unhealthy drinking patterns. It's not like one night, you know, where you kind of got too fucked up and just, you know, let loose and got in trouble. You know, it yeah. seemed like this definitely was a pattern that I mean, granted, like we would see her like on the show, like when she like, fell into the bushes in Mexico. Like what? Like, <laughs> I mean, like we just thought she was like drunk and having fun like everybody else on that show but you know seeing it with like now kind of like a darker lens being like oh wow like she really does have issues with alcohol but every girl on that show pretty much does yeah i don't know yeah i don't know her i don't know i don't know what to tell her but i think she should definitely take some time she should definitely take take some time over the summer and not do the show you know the cabaret show have you had a chance to watch it oh yeah i went when it was in new york um yeah, like a year or two ago, I don't remember, but it was great. I saw it at the beginning, and then I saw it last month, and you know, I mean, there's some tweaks they could do to that show. So, like, <laughs> take some time, just do a little bit of work, you know, but do work on yourself. I think you know now optics are so important. You know, really, the show is, I assume, is not filming. I don't know yet because I know they're just, you know, the the reunions are coming up. So, you know, now you've got a couple months where you don't have to be working. Go and do your thing and show that you're doing work on yourself. That's what I would do. Do not mm-hmm. keep doing these these cabarets. The whole thing is ridiculous. You know, get your life together. So that's my advice. I'm telling, <laughs> speaking directly to Lou. <laughs> I'll, I'll let her know. Um, speaking of other people in New York who probably should take some time to focus on themselves, Dorinda Medley is getting her own radio show on Radio Andy Network, which is on Sirius XM, and obviously it's Andy Cohen's network. So. It's a six-episode series I'll run on Radio Andy. It'll be starting May 29th, and we'll feature Dorinda talking about everything from mother-daughter relationships to dealing with grief to tips for throwing a party. She's also going to take in questions from callers. So I don't think we need this. You know, this is the second time Andy's done this with a housewife. He gave Bethany Frankel a show back in May of 2016, but that lasted a whopping three months. But I guess at least they're going into it with the intention of it being a six episode series, probably like, Hey, this is your trial. Like we're not, right, right. we're not giving you all the press and the budget and everything for something that might be trash because I think people forget it's actually a job to have a radio show and a podcast. Like it's a skill. Yeah, it's a talent. Yeah. Like it's a full-time job. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, exactly. You literally do it full time, but you know, so you can't just like throw someone in front of a microphone and be like, Oh, well, here's a show. It's like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm curious if I, I, I no longer subscribe to Sirius, but uh, if, you know, there are sometimes occasionally they'll post clips just to kind of build up some buzz. I know Jeff Lewis Live does this a lot on their YouTube channel. I'll definitely listen if I can get something on demands like that on YouTube for free. Um, I am a fan of Dorinda's, so I support her. But yeah, I don't know if we really need this. I mean, you know, it's it's now getting so much so it's way too much but i'm a fan of hers if there were any housewives that were to get a show that i'd be happy for she'd definitely be on that list because i don't feel like she's majorly overexposed like someone like nini who Oof. definitely does not need any type of other platform um you know what i mean absolutely so, not so like you know her i'm not a fan of reza i wouldn't want to see him have it. it's not just housewives i'm an equal opportunity hater um <laughs> You know, there are plenty of people who I just think are just kind of like too oversaturated. And I don't know if Dorinda is one of them yet. Quickly approaching, but not yet. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. So she said she received congratulations from Ramona, Bethany, and Sonia. Tinsley and Lou have not reached out to let her know that they are happy for her. So that'll probably be her plot line for next season. Yeah, I think those two are just too self-involved. And that's not even an insult or a slam. I mean, I just think the two of them are just too self-involved in their everyday life, especially Tinsley. I mean, she doesn't know. I'm a, I like her, but her life, she doesn't know which end is up. I think she's still living out of a hotel. I mean, you know, she's not going to be able to even think about sending a congratulations text. Yeah. Unless, unless if her publicist tells her that she was called out in this article about during the <laughs> show, then you'll see a text come through. Oh, absolutely. And actually, Tinsley was seen this past week in New York City holding hands with Scott again. So it's like, girl, get off this ship. Get off this ship. Like, what? It, like, yeah, I don't have any respect for that. I like her, but come on now. You have to have some self-respect. I mean, also, like, he's well aware of what she wants. And it's like, how can you be so flippant about what this woman wants? Obviously, he's like, I'm not moving. And she's like, I'm not moving. So it's like, when is she going to realize, like, how do you... Like, this isn't going to work. You know, we can't be yeah. together. You can't be, I mean, obviously, yeah, you could have like a long distance relationship where there's a kid involved too, but like, that sounds terrible. Like, you know, I think she just really needs to get a reality check and it's kind of yeah. hard watching. And I mean, she should be embarrassed. She should be yeah. embarrassed the way that he's treated her. And, you know, there's just the public perception of their relationship is just so like, like he's, everything you just said, it's such a turnoff. So, like, why would she continue to give this guy chance after chance? I mean, that's somebody that you lose the number on. You know, it loses number. No, yeah, I don't think she's getting that hint. But Dorinda actually said her dream guest would be Housewife superfan Chrissy Teigen, which I think is quite easy to yeah. probably get her on. Like, Chrissy is another person who's, like, a little bit of oversaturation, like, in the media landscape, in my opinion. Especially in Bravo <laughs> world. I mean, Andy Cohen can send a text. I mean, you know, it's his own network, so it raises, what are they supposed to say? The tide raises all boats. It's a tide. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, just send a text and get her to be on the show. It'll be great. Six episodes, <laughs> even if it tanks, Chrissy Teigen, you can't lose. Exactly. <laughs> well, moving coast, uh, Lisa Vanderpump from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills came under fire this week after she made a transgender comment towards Erica Girardi in this weird-ass lie detector scene. Okay, one, this lie detector scene was such bullshit. The entire... The entire crock of shit that is Beverly Hills. Now you, like, got me amped up, and now I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that show. I'm like, cancel it. But... This clearly scripted scene of them with the lie detector was so odd. So Lisa makes this cheeky remark saying, don't ask me if Erica's tucking or something like that because there's some things I can't lie about. So it's implying that she'd be tucking a penis, I guess, between her legs or something. To, yeah, that um, she's, as if she's a drag queen. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I am not a fan of Lisa, but I will be fair. I do. I did take this as a joke. It's another weak joke. Uh, we know that she basically scripted her whole way through the first season. All those interviews that she gave were scripted by other comedian friends and herself. So that way she would have funny sound bites. I mean, this is just a, a joke gone bad. And, you know, I'm sure she'll blame an editor or a story producer for keeping this in. Um <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of hers, but I do kind of take it as as humor um, on her. That's how I believe she perceived it. But I can totally understand how it's not for certain people and how it's perceived negatively. And yeah, I mean, it's just another black mark against her. Please get this woman off the show. 
it just seemed interesting that this was, by the way, this is my favorite moment of the week because I just thought it was really interesting because we see her on Vanderpump Rules where she's obviously dealing with Billy Lee, who is transgender, and she's incredibly dismissive to her. She, you know, is definitely not going to be on, I don't think Billy Lee is going to be on the show next season after her, like, kind of clapping back to Lisa at the reunion, talking basically about how, like, no, like, you guys don't understand. Like, all I need is for you guys to listen. Like, that's all right. I need. It for makes to- no sense to keep her on that show because she's not friends with any of them. And it's all it is is uh, to keep up Lisa's image of being an ally to the community, which, you know, I, I questioned on my most recent episode of my podcast, Grant's Rants, episode 125. Sorry. Yes, Sorry. congrats. That's incredible. Thank, thank you. But I talked about this. And I don't mean to be obnoxious in saying that, but if anyone wanted to hear the whole conversation, you that's where you can find it. But for me, I, I question it. I mean, I, I'm someone who lives in West Hollywood. I, I frequented her spots in the past I hear a lot about Lisa's advocacy, but I'm questioning the whole thing. I, I just don't, I, I'm hearing a lot. I'm not seeing a lot. So, you know, I feel like if the community doesn't feel like she's much of a supporter, then that should definitely be questioned. Absolutely. And I mean, also like this show, like half of the episodes, like like the main episode of every season is like pride when they're all doing pride. It's like, but you can't have a single homosexual on the show. However, you know, they can all talk about how the girls are going down on each other and hooking up with each other. Yet, you know, when James had that thing with Logan, where it was implied that they had like a sexual relationship, like everybody was talking shit and making fun of him. And it like was looked down upon when Lala and Ariana are literally 100%. Like going down on each other in the backseat of a car. Like it's normalized when it's women, but when it's men, it's different. And, you know, I think Lisa actually needs to like take a look at her actions because, you know, it's not always aligning with one another. And also, yeah, how do you have a show based in West Hollywood and pump is pump a gay bar? No, it's, I mean, I actually, it's a good question. I wonder how it's built. I mean, you know, it's, I'm sure it's all LGBT friendly. Yeah, of course. I'm doing a search right now just to see how it's put on, um, on, um, on Google, but it is not listed as a gay bar. I don't know why I thought it was a gay bar. Hey, I mean, I had an amazing time when I went, so gay or not, whatever. But yes, it's a new American restaurant for those who want to know how it <laughs> How it is. I mean, you know. So Lisa Vanderpump obviously spoke with page six saying it was not my intention to belittle the trans community with my poor choice of words towards Erica. I've been nothing. I have nothing but respect and love for trans people around the world. As I've been a staunch supporter, provided employment, offered emotional support and championed all LGBTQ issues, blah, blah, blah. With recent news of trans women losing their lives for living their authentic truth in a world full of discrimination and hate, I would never want to diminish the very real pain and struggle that trans people go through every day. So her publicist did a good job on this apology. I you know, I, I do believe it. I believe that what she, what's, what's there. I believe it. She gives money. Uh, and donates. I, I want to be clear with that. I mean, of course, I of course I know that she believes in equality. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I should be stupid not to. I totally get it. But you know, as I'm saying, goes back to my thing. I'm hearing a lot now. We're reading a lot. But you know, what's being reflected through action? You know, that's what I'm. That's what I want to see here. You know, maybe she'll clear it, clear it up at the reunion. Um, but she shouldn't be making comments like that. I mean, she really should just go away. 
Erica Girardi hasn't responded about any of the remarks yet, but she did retweet what actress Candace Kane said about the scene, saying, oh, come on, Lisa Vanderpump, joking about Erica Jane tucking ugly trans jokes marginalizing our community are not acceptable. Being an ally doesn't give you a free pass to make transphobic remarks. Do better, which I thought that was pretty concise. And Yeah, I think that's all you need to say. Yeah, that's all you need to say. Well, Grant, what was your favorite moment that aired on Bravo this week? So in the same spirit of what we're talking about, my favorite moment actually comes from my least favorite show, The Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Um, my favorite moment was the lie detector scene because oh. I thought it made her look like such a joke. I mean, I, 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 my favorite moment, I guess, it, it's just because it was like, is this what happened to the show? Is this what this became? I mean, I mentioned on my own show, I thought the lie detector test was like a spoof. Like if you were to go on, um, like uh, James Corden and you were going to do a sketch with him, it would end with like, it would be so dramatic and so ridiculous that it would end with a lie detector test. If it was a spoof on housewives or a soap opera or something like that. Yeah. The fact that she's gen like seriously, genuinely there with her little notepad full of questions for herself. And she's got, you know, the puppet from uh Vanderpump dogs who will do anything to be on camera. You know, I mean, there they are taking the test with the same guy who shout out to the, flavor of love uh, and i love that show so much the same polygraph uh proctor or whatever his title should be um is, has he's been on many shows i think even watch what happens live tweeted that out this last week yeah. interestingly enough um whatever they're doing and um you know i whatever but this scene really yeah, yeah it made me laugh because i was like what the hell is this and it proved nothing it only made her look more desperate and like a complete joke I, I i just don't understand why she would do that to herself i it was a trope is what it was yeah i kind of thought it like just cheapened the entire situation like lisa are you truly that insecure like you can't sit and have a conversation with these women at a dinner but you're choosing to do scenes like this like what do you deal with it head on like in the beginning i was thinking like more so like, yeah, Dorit is in the wrong for all of this stuff, obviously. Like, that is where the fault really should lie. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe she didn't sell the story. Maybe she did. And now at this point, it's like, bitch, you and John Sessa sold this fucking story. Let's be real. Like, come on. And if you didn't sell it, quote unquote, because she's looking for semantics, you gave it to them for free because you're a shitty friend. Like, yeah. I just think the entire thing, like... Also, like, yeah, why is John Sessa hanging out in the kitchen? Why are you guys going to lie detector test? Why are you drinking wine with him? Like, yeah. what? Like, what is yeah. this? She yeah, has I mean, no maybe, one in her maybe life. Maybe something. Maybe maybe she didn't sell any stories. Maybe she just sent sent, sent on an email. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe she didn't make any money. Maybe there wasn't a, de a deposit in <laughs> the bank of Vanderpump. Yeah. Maybe she has a good connection with it. It's very possible because we see this, and I've been seeing this a lot with the Britney storyline. I mean, you know, with with what's going on with Britney Spears and in the press with her. I mean, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You know, mm -hmm. if you give me something, if there's something bad that comes out guess what? Radar will not report on it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There are things like that. It's, it's a whole bargaining chip with the press. I mean, that's what's happening. And unfortunately in America, in news, um, we don't know what the truth is anymore because of all these things. Mm -hmm. um, it's a shame. And this is contributing to it. So shame on her. If I that's true, if that's true. But I mean, that's what we're being told. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, all the other housewives are telling us it's the truth. 
So, you know, let's see. Let's see what happens at the reunion. And I've been saying for months, is she going to attend? Is she not going to attend? She has no choice. She better attend. She's under contract. And part of that is that she attends. If she doesn't attend, do what they did with Adrian and throw her out in the street. I mean, that's how it goes. It's it's business. She knows that. She knows what's going on. She signs those contracts. She's got special contracts. Even for Jiggy, she has a contract. She knows what's included in those contracts. So she's playing a game. And it's just kind of getting annoying at this point. Like, I think because she's Sorry, so... I'm so fired up. No, Sorry. I love this. I love this. Your blood is boiling. Please, I love it. But I think, like, the way she's been handling all of this, if anything, just, like, proves a little bit more guilt. Like, come on. You can't just sit at a table with these women you've known for years and years and years. It's like, yeah, it could be a, become a firing squad. However, if you didn't do it, then why can't we just move on? Why can't yeah. you like deal with Camille? Like even that, like, you know, not she even re- at that wedding. She, yeah. if she was really even half friends, even just through business. Cause they've been on the show together for 10 yeah. years. She should have been there. You know, I will give them some credit because I'm trying to be fair. That likely was a desperate story producer who's assigned to Lisa trying to, so trying to get her on the show, I mean, you know, like I mentioned earlier, these producers, they're responsible for keeping their ladies full time in, in, in the middle of the story. I mean, that's their job that she's getting paid a salary to do that. So she probably figured like, all right, you won't shoot with anyone. Like, what can we do as a one off with Lisa? That is part of the story. I mean, what else could you do? So yeah her uh kitchen remodel arc lasted yeah. only like three episodes and how many scenes can she have with ken and pandora and vanderpump oh. dogs i mean you know we've seen a lot of it play out now so you know in a way that's someone's job is to you know to keep her on camera on that show so that's what they did you know i mean it's stupid and it turned into a total joke but i mean that's what somebody decided to do so <laughs> <laughs> totally well this actually brings us to the end of our episode today grant where can people follow you and listen to your podcast and what listen and see all your awesome things oh goodness i mean i'm very critical but i also do enjoy things believe it or not and i talk about <laughs> that and a lot more over on grant's rants hollywood talk podcast and i've been doing it for a while we've had a lot of different people we speak fluent bravo there so if you mm-hmm. love this show give grant's rants a shot yay great well thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it Thank you for the time, and we'll have to have you on Grants Rants coming up. Yes, please, anytime. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.